Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Good evening. Tonight is Wednesday, August 24th, and you are listening to a special edition of BDPA Internet Radio. With us tonight are students from the High School Computer Competition, the 2011 National BDPA High School Computer Competition, and we have students from the top five placements. So up first, is Southern Minnesota, who placed first, and we will have um, two guests from Southern Minnesota, Adway and Daniel. Then our second place chapter, Detroit, Michigan, will have two representatives, Austin Little and Daniel Rothschild. At 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll have our third place chapter, Columbus, Ohio, and our representatives will be Jacob Wilson, and Wesley Walker. Then at 9.15, we'll have our fourth place team, Atlanta, Georgia, and Sunghang Tang and Yash Shirash will be with us. And at 9.30, the fifth place team, Twin Cities, Minnesota, will have representatives who will be Jorian Wolf and Samantha Spears. And at 9.45, so notice that we've got an extra long show for you because it's going to be action-packed. We'll have Dana, Dana Sturdivant, and she is the high school computer competition coordinator for the 2011 conference. So we are going to jump right in and get started. Adwait, I know that you're on the line. Congratulations, and thank you for being on the show tonight. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Excellent. Well, you know, I know that the BDPA listening audience is absolutely fascinated and very proud of all of the competition winners. And what I, a lot of people have emailed me and asked me, you know, to sort of learn a little bit more about some of the participants. So I'd love for you to share how long you've been a member of the high school computer competition and why you decided to originally start the whole training process. You can kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I've been at HSDC for five years, and how I transitioned was uh, in BDPA Southern Minnesota, we have a YCTP course, so it's an eight- to nine-month course or so, and you really learn all of those skills with 60 other students. And the course is just about teaching every student the basics. Um, I ranked number one in the course uh, my my second year in BDPA, which was my first year I was eligible to be on the team. And the top five students, very objective, um, are taken and they're selected to be on the team. So I was selected on the team because of my rank in the course, and I really transitioned into the role well. Um, I had great technical skills, and the team allowed me to challenge myself and really learn more. 
Wow. So I'm I'm hearing a few things. One, there was the personal drive. Two, there was an opportunity to be part of a large group of students, I mean, 60 students. And then three, based on your performance, you essentially earned a spot to compete nationally. So congratulations. That's really very exciting. What was the most, you know, kind of exciting part about getting to go to the conference this year and being part of the competition? Um, the most exciting part was really, you know, working with the team. Um, we all are very competitive during the course, you know, with those 60 students, and everybody's doing their own thing. But as soon as you get into that HSDC mode where a team, we're coming together, and we got all these diverse interests, very competent students, and we got to get together and work on our skills and get the job done, which is really interesting. And it's really exciting to see all of these people who have, very diverse interests come together and work on a single goal and accomplish that. Well, tell me a little bit more. I mean, I like how that sounds. And having had the opportunity to interview national BDPA um, presidents, um, past national presidents, chapter presidents, and the founder of the organization, everybody talks about leadership and teamwork. But when you say that there were a diverse group of people and you had to focus on one goal, you know, what did that actually look like? What did that sound like? You know, were there fights and arguments? I mean, how did, how did that actually work? There are maybe some arguments or something in the in the beginning, but we worked through all of that, and that's and that's a really impressive part that we set aside our own personal interests that we want to shine in our role. And we become this thing that's greater than all that, that it's a team where we want to get the project done because we want to get the project done, not because we want to have a great design or just because we want to complete all these extra enhancements, which we do, but that comes second to getting the project done. And so it's this one single goal that drives the team forward. Mm, wow. that That's great. I mean... Uh, now, I know that you're going to be heading off to college. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, where you're going to be studying? And did BDPA in any way contribute towards your college goals? Uh, most definitely. When I joined the course, uh, I was interested in computer science. I was interested in a couple other sciences. And I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But... The more I got involved with IT and computer science and going to the conferences really enforced a lot of that learning and interest. Uh, I've decided to become a computer science major because of all of that. And I'm going to the University of Minnesota Twin Cities at Saul with, for a degree in computer science. And so I really believe that BDPA has played a big role in the decision I made. And I hope to you know, be, be continuing with BDPA and really giving back in some way as well. Great. Now, would you say maybe just a little bit slower the name of the university that you'll be attending? Sure. I'm going to the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. Oh, great. And you will be studying computer science. Now, did you receive any scholarship funds from BDPA? I did. Every year that I competed, we took first place, so I got a the first place scholarship for that. And then uh, I won the Eli Lilly Scholarship this summer and also the Johnson Johnson Scholarship this summer. So those are the scholarships I've won from BDPA. Wow. That's really exciting. Now, what, Southern Minnesota, this wasn't the first time 
that you were in first place in 2011. You've been in first place a number of times. What's kind of the secret to your success? Um, I really think it's our training program. And also we get you know, really passionate students. We get really passionate industry professionals who teach the courses. But it's the training program that really brings it all together that the first six months, eight months of the YCTP program, we're not worried about who's going to be on the team and what the team's going to look like, what we're going to do, but we're worried about getting everybody trained in and learning new skills, getting interested in computer science or IT or business, and just building basic foundational skills. And after that, during the summer, we really focus on each of those skills and specialize. We get really good at what we're doing. And I think that really brings it all together and really drives our team forward. It's been it's a training program that's put us on top. I don't know if it's necessarily going to keep us there, but I think it's really important with what we do. Okay, and I, I had a chance to interview Zach, and he echoed some of the same things, that the focus is really on the students, the teamwork, the learning, and then it's only closer to the actual competition where you kind of zoom in on who's going to be there and, and getting prepped. Now, exactly. you know, you're moving on to college, and I know that a number of individuals that participated in the competition went on to college, um, went on to their professional careers, and then came back to BDPA later. So I'm sure the team is looking for you to do that, you know, in the next four or five years. And because of that, even if you're not able to be with the, the team next year, what advice would you give to high school students who are maybe on the fence about, you know, participating in the training? I mean, it is Saturdays. It is evenings. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. So how might, what would you say to them to help them think about making time in their schedule to do this? I guess time management is kind of important, but you really have to make the commitment to what you want to do. And once you know that that's what you want to do, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. I guess that's that's the thing. Passion and drive really push you forward. Excellent. Well, you know, I just am looking at my um, switchboard here, and I see that Daniel has joined us. So, Adwaite, I'm going to uh, give Daniel just a few moments to respond. And I am really glad that we had a chance to, to chat. Daniel, welcome to the BDPA Internet Radio Show, the special edition featuring the top five chapters from the high school computer competition. How are you tonight, Daniel? Great. You're, you're well. Excellent. Um, so I've had an opportunity to spend some time with Adelaide, and I just very quickly wanted to get your perspective. How long have you been been a member of the high school computer competition, and what made you decide to sort of start in the first place? Well, I've been a member for about, I would say, three years now, but uh, I was part of the uh, computer training program for four, I would say. Okay. Yeah. And what, what's been your most favorite part about being part of the team? I guess it would be, uh, I like wor working with the people uh, that I liked 
the programming was very fun. <laughs> yes, it was actually very fun. And <laughs> okay, great. And how about going to the the actual conferences and the competition? What was exciting about that for you? One of the things I like about the conference is just traveling to new places, and then the and then the healthy between teams is also very fun. New people and make new friends. Mm-hmm. So meeting new people and making new friends. Um, friends from other chapters. You mean your competition? Yes. Uh, I do make friends with uh, other people in the other chapters. And and why is that important? Or why why is that an, a great opportunity as a result of the conference? Yeah. Uh, I don't usually uh, travel to many places. So, so uh, BDPA being with BDPA allowed me to do that. That's great. That's great. I mean, that's one of the things that we are hearing, and that's one of the reasons that all of the volunteers dedicate time to helping to train and prepare students and sponsors contribute money. The foundation supports the competition so that students like yourself and Adweight have the opportunity to be part of the competition. Well, Daniel, I know that you just joined us, and I want to say thank you to you. I also want to say thank you to Adweight for being part of the show tonight. Um, congratulations again to the Southern Minnesota BDPA chapter for placing first in the 2011 High School Computer Competition. I'm going to invite you to stay on the line, and um, what we're going to do next is hear from the second place team team members. So um, I am going to ask Austin Little and Daniel Rothschild to get ready to share some of their thoughts. Daniel and Adwaite, thank you for being on the show. So welcome, Austin, and welcome, Daniel, to the special edition show. How are you tonight? I believe that you're calling from Detroit, correct? Yes. Terrific. Okay. So um, Austin, I'm, I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to be asking everyone the same question because our audience may not have had a chance to meet you at the conference. Austin, um, uh, what grade are you in, and how long have you been a member of the high school computer competition? What got you started? Well, I'm in. I'm going to the 11th grade, and this is actually my first year in the competition. Oh, okay. And what made you decide to join the training in the first place? Well, my dad, he is a member of the national organization. So I went to the conference last year, but I wasn't part of a team. So this year I decided to join a team, well, the, the Detroit team. And that's really that's really how it all started. Great. And um, when you were part of the comp- the training and the competition, what did you enjoy the most about kind of the learning process? I just enjoy learning how how websites worked, I guess. I, I didn't think that I would be able to make a website that I would see every day. It seemed like, because oh, usually 
you say, oh, you go to a web design class and you learn how to make websites, but they're really elementary. But in this program, they were like real websites with real designs and real content. And so I was actually impressed with that, what I was learning. So that was probably the most interesting to me. Mm, that's great. So it sounds like you were challenged and you liked being able to work on something practical. I'm going to bring Daniel into the conversation as well. Daniel, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. And so I'm going to ask you to share, what grade are you in and how long have you been a member of the competition training? I'm going to go into 11th grade as well, and uh, this is my third year. Third year, okay. So having three years under your belt, what was it like the first year versus the second year versus the third year? Uh, well, the first year was kind of, uh, you know, what are we doing, you know, trying to figure things out. The, uh, you know, I think I kind of got the hang of it, but then second year was a lot more, you know, I think I get this. And, uh, I mean, of course, every year you learn more and more. And then this year was um, was even more so like that. So learning more advanced things and focusing less on the basics. Ah, okay. And I know that your team, and, and if you have your computer volume on, feel free to turn it down. Um, I know that your team placed second this year. What was your most favorite part about competing in the competition itself in Chicago? Well, my my uh, area is kind of more the uh, business logic type thing, so that's really what I enjoy doing. My favorite part about the competition itself is really the uh, – the programming part, less so the quiz and the other stuff, but uh, the programming is really what I enjoy. Yeah, also, you know, meeting people who kind of have the same interest as you, that's also, I enjoy doing that too. Great. Now, both of you are on the line, Austin and Daniel, and so I'm going to sort of open it up for both of you to share um I am sure that you personally know people, they may be your friends, they may not be your friends, um, at school and from community events that are not part of the EPA. If you had a chance to share about your experience at the competition, what are some things that you might say to them? And how might you encourage them to consider being part of BDPA in the high school computer competition? And either one of you just kind of jump in. I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear what you'd have to say. Well, I think it's, at first it seems like it's a really big time commitment and it might be kind of difficult to be able to do it. But um, after, you know, after I've done it for three years, I've learned so much. And not only I've learned so much, but I've learned so many things that are really marketable as, you know, something you can get a job for. And that's really important, especially nowadays, to be able to get a job. So I think that my advice would be maybe cut off, cut back on, you know, going places with your friends or whatever a little bit and focus on this, and it will really help you a lot in the long run. Wow. Wow. And when you say marketable, what what do you mean by marketable? You know, like English, like biology, at, you know, at the most basic level, you don't 
you need to learn a lot more to be able to actually get a job doing something like that. But with BDPA, they really teach you enough to go out there and get a job in the real world. And people people do that at the conference, the national conference. They get internships and jobs and things like that. Wow, that's great. Thanks, Daniel. Austin, what are your thoughts on that? I would actually have I mean, I would just have to say it like Daniel said, it's a lot of work at first and I mean, you you will I mean if you're not I guess truly passionate for it, you will have you you will like want to there will be times you just want to quit, you just don't feel like doing or you don't feel like figuring it out. But if you can make it through all that, I think it's worth it. It's really it's well worth it. I mean, I didn't really know. I was doing it, and I was just kind of going along with it. And I didn't really, I didn't really expect to know what the, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect going into the competition, since it was my first year. And I was actually impressed. I mean, I had a good time. Actually, I actually did have a good time doing the programming in in the in the room for seven or eight hours. And I was, I didn't, I was just really impressed with how big and how how the reward like the reward is so great with the scholarships and the recognition and the skill that and the skill set that you learn. So I would just have to say it's I guess it's hard at first but in the end it's all worth it. I know it sounds cliche but that's that's really how I feel about it. Well, that's great. I mean, one of the reasons we're having the show is to really hear the voices of BDPA members, of students, of people that are kind of making things happen. So if other people may have said it, but the fact that you're saying it is what's making our audience very excited. It makes our sponsors excited. It makes all the volunteers that contribute work um, and time feel really rewarded, so I'm glad that both of you are sharing that. Now, we only have a few more minutes, and I'd really like to give each of you a moment to share kind of a final thought. And Austin, I'm going to start with you. Um, it can be about BDPA, it can be about the competition, but what's a final thought that you'd like to leave with our audience given your experience with the competition? I guess I was one of those kids where, I mean, I joined it, and there were times where I wanted to quit with it being my first year, not having any experience with any of this stuff. But you just have to sit down and just figure it out. No matter how long it takes, you just have to sit down and figure it out, and clearly it paid off. And I I enjoyed myself at the competition, I liked I liked what I was doing with the website and I liked the banquet. It was really nice. I had overall I had a, I had a good experience. I had a, a really good experience. It was much more than I expected. Great. And are you motivated to do the work necessary to be on the team next year? Yes. Great. Glad to hear it. Um, thanks, Austin. And Daniel, how about yourself? What's the final thought that you'd like to leave the audience with? Well, I found over over the three years I've been there that BDPA really offers a lot of opportunities um, for you know for jobs and for learning new things. 
And I think, um, you know, final thought would just be to take advantage of those if you can. And uh, even if it does take some work, you know, put in the work. And that's, you know, I kind of felt the same way as Austin my first year. Oh, do I really want to do this? This is taking a lot of time. I'm not seeing immediate rewards. But, you know, fortunately I stayed in there. And uh, so, I mean, after a couple of years, it's really paying back. And I think it will in the future too. Wow. So I'm getting some messages from the chat. I, I think they're coming from all the Detroit uh, listeners. And uh, the question is, uh, can the Detroit team be in first place next year in 2012? What are your thoughts very quickly on that, Austin and Daniel? <laughs> well, I think, it's, I think it's possible. And if we work at it, and uh, we, can, we can do it. But, you know, everything takes work, so... I think if we work hard. Okay, and Austin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just have to, you know, I mean, we just like Dan, like Daniel said, just hard work and practice, and we 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 have we could get there. Get there, okay, okay, good. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show. Um, congratulations on your second place win. Um, everyone who competed, who showed up at the conference. And even those that were part of the learning process um, really is a winner. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And uh, I'm going to invite you to stay on the show and feel free to listen in, join the live chat. And, of course, uh, you will be able to get copies of the audio when we finish the show. So congratulations again. And we are going to just take a, I'm going to take a moment and open up the mics of your third place chapter, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so joining us from Columbus, Ohio, is Jacob Wilson and Wesley Walker. And I am going to open up their mics, and they're now open. So welcome, Jacob, and welcome, Wesley. How are you this evening? Good. Okay. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, it's always hard to sort of tell voices in the beginning. So, um, Jacob, why don't you introduce yourself? And I have a note here that you're a graduate 2011. Does that mean that you graduated from high school and you're getting ready for college? Yes, ma'am, I did. Okay. Where are you going to college? Uh, I'm attending Franklin University. Okay. Is that in Ohio? Uh, yes, ma'am. It's in uh, downtown Columbus, Ohio. Oh, and I'm going in for terrific. Uh, and what are you going to study? Web development. Oh, web development. Excellent. Okay. Well, that is a great setup for some of the questions that I'm going to be asking uh, both of you a little bit later. And let me just get a sound check. On Wesley. Um, Wesley, you're in the 11th grade, correct? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, good. And uh, how long have you been with the high school computer competition? This is my first year. Oh, first year. Okay. <laughs> now, um, you, you probably heard some of the comments that Austin made as it was his first year. Uh, with the Detroit chapter, share with us a little bit about your first year experience with the Columbus, Ohio chapter. 
Well, I went in, you know, not knowing too much about technology and, um, you know, not really knowing much about computers at all or database, IT, nothing. And then, you know, as it went on, I, I learned a lot and, you know, I experienced a lot that I probably would have never experienced if I would have never joined this program. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, meeting new people and, you know, the instructors were a lot of fun. So, yeah, it was it was a good experience. Mm, excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacob, it's it's kind of interesting, and certainly because you're graduating and going into college, I know that this wasn't your first year. How many years have you been involved in the high school computer competition? Uh, this is my fifth year. I've been in since uh, I left eighth grade. Okay. And how did you originally get involved in BDPA, uh, the high school computer competition? It was actually through a family member who had worked with um, our coordinator, and he had mentioned it to her, and she she knew I liked computers, so she told me about it. And I I came in kind of curious to what it was. I stayed because I it, I really liked it, and I and I got the hang of it pretty fast. In terms of getting the hang of it, I mean, it, it's interesting, and I I love the honesty. I mean, that's that's one of the nice things about radio. People can kind of say what's on your mind both Austin and Daniel indicated, um, you know, initially when they joined, there were some times that it was like, yeah, do I really want to do this? But then they they got into it. Um, did you experience that in your first year? Um, a couple times. It was it was uh, our first our first sets of classes were normally on Tuesdays and I'd be coming right out of school and I'm ready to go home but I go to computer class when I would tell friends about it, they, I would kind of get laughed at. But to me, it was just like, I really want to do this. I, could, I, I stuck with it, and it turns out I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to make this a career. Wow. You're going to make it a career. So let's go back to um, if you're studying web development, how do you see the study going from the training to the study to the career? Um, why, do, why do you feel that there's careers ahead for you? Um, well, it's because this is the really the technology age, so it's only going to get uh, more technical after this. So I want to stay with the flow and really just as the technologies we know today become ancient, I can say I know this, but yet at the same time I know um, PHP 200 or something like that. So as it progresses, I would like to know this, and people always need somebody to do a website for them or something so great great well i'm I'm going to switch back to wesley um wesley this was your first year and you were fortunate enough to be selected to go to the conference and compete um what do you think helped your team be successful i mean it was fantastic that you placed third this year what what were some of the success factors for your team um, definitely taking notes. You know, I thought that, you know, that was really very important. You know, especially being my first year, you know, I don't know a lot of things. So, you know, I definitely took notes and, you know, after the program, you know, look over what I learned today and, you know, just little stuff like that, you know, definitely went a long way. And I felt that really helped me succeed. How many people were originally involved in the training initially? 
I mean, I heard from the, I believe it was the Detroit chapter that they were originally, oh, no, I'm sorry, from southern Minnesota, there were 60 people that were part of the training, and then the top five were selected. How about in your chapter? How many people were involved in the high school computer competition training? I, I really don't know. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, Jacob, do you have a sense over the years how many people have been involved? Well, it's grown since my first year. Um, the first year we started out with uh, three people, and then it went mm-hmm. to uh, four and then five. And then this year I think we had about seven or eight that really stuck mm-hmm. with it and mm-hmm. kept going. So it, it's, as it's grown, we've gotten better and better, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's probably one of the factors about teamwork. You know, sometimes when you do something by yourself, when you get discouraged, that's it, you stop. But when there are other people who are your peers that you can bounce ideas off, occasionally disagree with, and often find common things in common, then it's easier to say, yes, we can do this. So that's that's really encouraging to see that, your chapter has grown in terms of the participants in the training. So I'm going to toss out a question to both of you. Um, And the question is, what advice would you give your peers um, or other high school students who are considering participating in the training but might have said, oh, that's too technical or, oh, you know, I don't want to give up my Tuesday afternoon or my Saturday afternoon. Um, Leslie, why don't you respond first, and then Jacob, I'll have you respond second. I I would really just say, you know, it it might seem like, you know, it's not in or, you know, it's not cool, but you really have a lot of fun with it, and it's definitely worth it. And, you know, if you have the time management and the, um, you know, the passion for it and, determination, you know, because there are, you know, your ups and downs where you think it's really hard and it's part that's really easy. You know, just sticking with it is definitely, you know, you'll definitely come out on top. Rather, you know, you place in the top three, you know, you, you'll definitely be proud of yourself at the end. Wow. That's, you know, it's interesting, and I think I've heard some of the high school computer competition coordinators uh, talk about some of the same things. But time management, passion, determination, that's excellent. And and Jacob, how about yourself? What advice would you give? Really, it does definitely seem like a lot, but once you really start at it, your classes fly by. I know we'll sit in the class and we'll get going, and it's just before you know it, you're like almost halfway over. It, like what you said, time management is a key thing for everyone, especially if you do have a, a big uh, workload from school and everything. But doing like reading your notes and you start it, you'll you really love it. Like I remember help, helping Wesley one or two times, and after a while, if I if I miss a class, he'd end up helping me. So it's it's really it's really good. Wow, that that's a great story about teamwork and um. Now each of you mentioned something that I want to sort of go back to, and Wesley mentioned it first but I've heard it from some of the other um, students in this show, the whole concept of it might not be considered cool. 
and I know there are high school coordinators, there's chapter presidents, there's members, there's sponsors. I'm listening on the line tonight and listening to the show, and I know that they're wondering, is there anything that we can do as supporters of the competition, or is there anything that we can help you do so that more people think it's cool, more people are interested? What are your thoughts on that? Jacob, I'm going to have you respond first. How can we make it cool, or should we just keep it a secret? No, it's not really keeping it a secret. It's the fact that I don't think just enough people really know about it. I know a couple of people I've told about it, they, they might have came out a time or two, but really they, they didn't, I guess they didn't really have the passion to go at it. And I just think just getting more people aware about what's really out there for the community. Like, I, I'll talk to parents and uncles and aunts, and they'll, they all say they wish they knew about a program like this at the time that it was coming out. So okay. I just think getting more people aware about it would really help. Okay. And do you have one specific idea? I'm kind of putting you on the spot. And you really are an expert because you've participated for five years. What's one thing that you could do or current high school competition participants could do or BDPA as an organization could do to help make people more aware? Talking to the schools or even community centers that are that are open to this idea is really a good thing because you get it into the schools. Parents will eventually find out about it because teachers will talk to the parents saying, maybe your son or daughter would like this program. It's a very good opportunity. And it does help you get scholarships, college money that people do need. I know mine did help me out. Okay. Excellent. And, and Leslie, how about you? What? How can we make it cool? How can you make it cool? Because, again, the folks on the line, you participated in the competition. You're the expert. What's one thing you can do to make it cool to your peers? I guess kind of based on what Jacob was saying, you know, just telling parents about it and all that stuff, stuff like that, and try to make it seem fun because, you know, I know there's a lot of, like, you know, like the small pamphlet things, you know, that doesn't really look exciting. You know, just more advertising, I guess, in schools, posters and stuff like that, you know, just more advertising. Makes fun. Oh, yeah, you know, maybe I want to do that. You know, a couple pictures of, you know, the students having fun. You know, like, you know, maybe that's something I can do other, other than going home and just sitting on, sitting down, you know, doing nothing, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So I'm I'm actually going to put a challenge out to all of our guests on the line, and I'm going to ask you to make this challenge go viral. And that is I would challenge the current participants in the high school computer competition program. So whether you went to competition or not, if you participated in training, I'm challenging you to come up with an ad campaign so that high school students can share with other high school students how cool it is to be in this program. So if that means creating a website, if that means making a poster, 
if that means making a one-minute video, you know, I challenge each chapter to come up with at least three what I'll call media pieces. So it's that one-minute video. It's that one-minute audio. It's that one postcard. It's that one flyer. It's that one page on the website. And who knows, maybe I'm insane. What are your thoughts about that, Jacob? Is that something that current high school computer competition participants could actually take that challenge and do something with it? I believe it is. Um, I know just a Facebook post, a Twitter, um, posting it or even printing out and passing out these flyers saying, come to the classes, you know, you'll enlighten yourself as a person. I believe that is something we we participants could do. Okay, okay. And Wesley, what are your thoughts? And feel free to disagree. I mean, you know, I'm, okay. I'm just kind of tossing it down here. Yeah, well, you know, I will go more on the video side, you know, because, I mean, you're in school all day, you read a lot, I don't think, so. I, don't, I mean, you know, just my point of view, I don't think somebody would want to go and read and something else. You know, a video, you know, that's cool and stuff like that, you know, that shows a program that that says, um, you know, where you can go and all this stuff, you know, just showing how it is there. You know, also maybe a website because, you know, a lot of kids are on the computer a lot. You know, stuff like that, you know, stuff that are, that's more common, you know, within the youth. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to put that out there. Wesley, one of your comments kind of motivated me to get to that. So I want to thank both uh, Jacob Wilson and Leslie Walker of the Columbus, Ohio, third-place team in the 2011 UPA High School Computer Competition. I want to thank you for being on the show. I am going to put you on mute. I'm going to encourage you to listen to the rest of the show. And up next, will be our fourth place chapter, Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm going to bring them on the line in a moment. So Jacob and Wesley, have a great evening, and stay tuned so that you can hear the rest of the show. In the meantime, I am just activating the mics of Yash and Sunjin, and I have Yash Yash's microphone. Sorry about that. Activated. So, Yash, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Thank you for being on the show. It's exciting to have you here. And um, Oh, terrific. Now, uh, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, um, what grade you're in, and... Also, how you first found out about the high school computer competition. Um, yes, I, I, I'm in high school now. I'm going to ninth grade. Um, I found out about the competition from my mom, actually. Uh, one of the coordinator's spouses works at my mom's school. And then so my mom found it through her school, and then I learned about it. Oh, okay. That's that's great. And before I bring Sun Hang on the line, um, you know, what do you what do you enjoy the most about being part of the training team? I, I just like the knowledge that we can learn. Like 
like like they said before, we can make a career out of this. It's uh, it's an exciting opportunity. Like we learn skills and then we can test them and put them to the test, and that makes us even better um, applicants for jobs in the future. Wow. Okay. Now that's a great connection. Learning and then applying it or putting it to the test, and then recognizing that you've got skills that are marketable. And we heard that word marketable earlier in the show. And I'm looking back at my notes. Who mentioned marketable? Danielle mentioned marketable. So that's great. Well, Yash, thanks for thanks for contributing that. Sun Hey, how are you doing tonight? Well, how are you? Just fine, thanks. Thanks for being on the show. It's so exciting to have Atlanta on the line with us. Uh, both of you were part of the fourth place team for 2011. Sun Hey, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, how did you first find out about the high school computer competition, and what's your experience in? Um, I, I first found out from one of my teachers from school, which um, where Yashi's mom worked. Um, I guess I was very excited um, hearing about that computer training and stuff. At first, I, I didn't know really what it was about, so I went really blindly just to seek knowledge, I guess. But what I learned at HSBC is very good. It actually helps a lot in programming and the skill I really want to in the future. Ah, okay. Okay, and so when you say what you learned was really good, what's one thing that you learned? I mean, several of the folks earlier talked about the web or the programming or um, the teamwork. What's one thing that kind of sticks in your mind that you learned and you're like, ooh, I'm glad I learned that? Um, what's in my mind was the, the programming. It was very exciting to do, and not only that, I get to experience teamwork with other people and making a friendship that actually lasts um, for a lifetime. Wow, lasts for a lifetime. Okay, that's, that's terrific. Well, I'm going to toss out to both of you, what made your team successful? You both kind of alluded to this, and I'm I'm just wondering, I mean, how many people were part of the training and how many people got selected to actually go to Chicago? And either of you can jump in here. Um, so originally, I think we had, we might have had around 15 to 20 people. Uh, so we all trained. Everyone was equal, treated uh, taught equally. And then uh, only during the summer were the people narrowed down to five to come to Chicago. And uh, what I think made our team really successful is, like, how we collaborated. At first, we were all strangers. We barely knew each other. And then we were able to overcome our differences and work together as a great team. Okay. How did you overcome those differences? What What's one thing you specifically did? And I'm, part of the reason I'm, I'm kind of grilling you, if it feels that way, is because I know that there are coordinators and members on the, on the line. We know that um, each of us would like to have an experience and also not only having fun, but also um, having a, a winning to the competition as well, and we all need to contribute in order to win, and that would be our main focus when in the competition. Hmm. Okay. So why did only five get to go to Chicago? 
uh, I think uh, if more were allowed and we were allowed to take more teams, I believe everyone could have gone. But it's just like it's a training program, kind of. And so we, the best people were chosen, and uh, the, ne- pe- the people that didn't get chosen, I urge them to come back next year and try again, because you never know what will happen next year. Okay. Okay. Now, 15 to 20 people training. And I think it's uh, very interesting that Suhaven, you said that Yash's mom, you know, helped you find out about the program. I'm going to go back to the challenge that I just mentioned um, a few moments ago. For your friends, do they perceive what you're doing as cool or fun? Do they even know about what you're doing with BDPA? Uh, so, hang on, have you answer first? We actually have about um, three, four people from our school in the beginning. Only, uh, I think, three of us are from the same school in the team. And we learn about the, the computer and um, the information about HSCC when, when um, one of the spouse of the instructor came and told us about it. Yeah, that is uh, where it begins. Okay. And Yash, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I've told my friends about this competition. Some of them are like, oh, I can't do it. So, But then I urge them, like, well, try it. You guys might like it. And then other people are like, this looks interesting. Let me try it next year. And so it's mixed emotions. Like, it just depends. You just have to have the passion for computers and working together as a team. Okay. Now, last night we had our regularly scheduled show, which airs the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. And Mr. Michael Wolf was on the show as one of the high school computer competition coordinators. And he was sharing that mobile app training was one of the things that he was considering bringing into the training for the future. Um, And, Yash, I just heard you mention that, you know, people may or may not be interested in the computer part. Are there other parts of technology that if they were part of the training might make people more excited, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, at the competition this year, there were there were some camps about making video games and stuff, and I'm sure a lot of people like to play video games, so, like, why not learn how to make them? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that would, like, draw a lot of people. Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll sort of put that out um, as a challenge for people to learn. So I'm going to go back and, uh, before we kind of wrap up, ask you, You know, I mentioned a little bit earlier about a challenge to the high school computer competition participants, the students. Um, What is it that you can do to spread the word? And a few ideas were put out there, maybe Facebook or Twitter, um, maybe a video, maybe a website. Yash, what are your thoughts? What What personal responsibility can you take? Um, to spread the word, and what might that look like? Uh, let's see. Our school, every morning and every afternoon, we have announcements for, like, clubs and stuff that you can join. So I think that if we, like, announce DDPA and HSCC as one of these announcements, so many people would, like, because I know we have computer classes in our school, and then they're not, like, hard enough. So And people would like more. So I know that a lot of people, if they would just know about it, that they would join. So that might be a good idea, to announce them, like, at the announcements at school. 
Okay, and how long are announcements usually? That one minute, yeah, so twenty like, seconds. Like, like, like each announcement. Yeah, maybe like twenty or thirty seconds, and there might be like okay. four or five. Yes. Okay. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to Yash maybe think about um, independently and with your chapter to create maybe two or three twenty or thirty second announcements. Um, type them up, maybe give them to your coordinator so that they can be shared within your chapter, but also they can be shared within other chapters because that's a great idea that other high school students might be able to do. Um, so, hey, how about yourself? What's, what's one thing that you might do to get the word out to your peers? Um, I think the best approach to this would be... Um advertising it um, through schools because um, not that many schools have, like Josh said, not that many schools have um, good um, computer classes. And like my school, I don't have anything that involves in technology in my school either. Um, the best class they probably offer is teaching Microsoft Word or Excel. Um, yeah, the the announcement and also the school always leaves the TV on, and they always have a scrolling announcement where they put um, on the PowerPoint slides of news. That would be a great um, place to put the, the announcement for HSCC and BDPA and such. Mm -hmm. So would you be willing to take on the challenge of creating, you know, the text for that scrolling announcement, maybe that's, you know, 20 characters or something? and maybe creating a PowerPoint slide? Yes, definitely. Um, we would like to have as many participants as possible. It makes everything more fun and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Great, great. Well, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this is now live on the air across the Internet. So I'm going to, yeah, go ahead, Yash. Yeah, also our school has a website, and they also have, uh, everyone goes to their website for homework, and to check out the times for the games and stuff, and we can we can always have advertisements on the homepage of the website. Everyone can see them. So I think that's another great way. Okay, so maybe an ad. I don't know whether it's you know 300 pixels by 300 pixels, but or a square, or rectangle, uh, vertical or horizontal ad that's created. And so again, I would say find someone who's part of the uh, team in Atlanta to maybe create you know, two or three that would be attractive that could be put on a high school website. That's a great idea. Now, as we wrap up, I'm just going to ask each of you for a final thought to share with the audience. Sun Hang, what is your final thought um, that you'd like to share tonight? I re I'm really glad to be a part of HSUC and BDPA because it really shaped uh, my life as well as in um, career path-wise, um, I had, I really had um, no one to put me on the path for um, a direction to what I should do in my future. I always interested in computers, but um, HSBC really pushed that into something that I can do in the future. Wow, that's great. And you know what, if you're filling out a scholarship application, that's terrific to put on there. I, I'd be willing to write you a check. So, <laughs> uh, thanks, Lenny. And Yash, sure. how about you? A final, a final thought. Uh, my final thought is to all the future HSC students. Like, 
it might seem boring at first, but keep it fun. Programming is fun. And just know that you're unlocking doors to your future. And I'm also, like, grateful wow. for all the HSCC and BDPA coordinators for giving us all their time and efforts. Without them, we wouldn't be here. Hmm, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Yash. Unlocking doors to your future. That's a really nice soundbite. And, again, acknowledging the time and the effort and the expertise of the volunteers to help support your growth. Well, I want to thank both of you for being on the show. Congratulations again to the Atlanta chapter for placing fourth in the 2011 high school computer competition. I invite both of you to stay on the line and listen to the remaining interviews and uh, have a great evening and a great rest of the summer. I know that school will be starting soon, so um, have a great school year as well. Well, coming up next is the fifth place high school computer competition uh, team. We have two representatives from Twin Cities, Minnesota, and the two representatives are Jorian Wolf and Samantha Spears. Welcome, Jorian. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Well, this is kind of nice. Uh, this week, where I, I, yesterday I had a chance to talk with your dad, so um, it's nice to sort of continue the family dialogue and talk with you. I want to jump right in and ask you um, what grade you're in and how did you get involved in the whole high school computer competition training? In the 11th grade, going to St. Paul Central High School uh, this fall, and I have been a member for about three years on the HSCC team, but I have been an alternate for the first two years in 2009 and 2008. But for 2011's competition was my first time being actually on the competing team, so that was very exciting. Wow. And before I bring on Samantha, tell me, what does it mean to be an alternate, um, and, and what does that feel like? Does that mean that you... Like, don't get to say anything, or you don't have to study? I mean, what does it mean? Well, being an alternate, it is basically the same thing as being an actual competing team member, but it's just a little less pressure off of you because it'll be, you only need to be able to do the competition if someone doesn't show up or they get sick or something like that. Hmm, okay. So in 2008 and 2009, you were an alternate, and this year, you were actually on the team. Okay, well, we're going to come back to you and talk a little bit more about your experience as a team member, and I want to welcome Samantha. Samantha, welcome to the BDPA Internet Radio Show. How are you tonight? I'm great. Excellent, excellent. So I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, how did you get involved in uh, the high school computer competition, and, and what grade are you in? You don't have to give your school, but what grade are you in? Well, I'll be a senior this year, and I actually got involved with the high school computer competition through my parents, who had heard about BDPA from some church members, and they've always known that I've liked computers, and they figured, why not she just go to these classes? So I learned some more, and then I decided to go on to HSCC. Mm, okay, okay. So what did you find kind of interesting or compelling about the classes that made you decide to go on to HSCC? 
I just wanted to learn more because I thought that we we have a summer program that you do before you actually go on to training in HSCC where you just learn basic HTML and, like, connecting to the database and a little bit of CSS. And I thought that that was really interesting. And I just – I have this thirst for knowledge, so I felt the need to continue my learning. Mm, wonderful. Well, I, I would encourage you to continue to have that thirst for knowledge. It it can be really helpful in uh, college, in graduate school, on the job, and even if you start your own business. So that's a, that's a wonderful kind of uh, characteristic or trait to have. Um, Jordan, you talked a little bit about the fact that this is your first year being on the team. What was exciting about being on the team, and what helped your team be successful? The exciting thing about being on that team was so you get the feel about how or what goes on in the actual room for the eight hours. Like, I was always wondering what you do in there, if it was going to be fun or not. But for my first year, I think it was actually really fun, and the eight hours went pretty fast. Now, are you allowed, without violating, um, you know, contestant rules, to tell us what goes on for eight hours inside the room? Can you share with the public, or is that a secret? I honestly do not know, but they just give you requirements, okay. and you're supposed to do them. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so you are given some essentially work to do, and you've got eight hours to get it done. And at the end of the eight hours, then that work is reviewed and judged. Is that it? That's correct. Mm, okay. Um, and and how is that fun? That that sounds a little scary. <laughs> At first, it was actually pretty scary because you didn't know where to start to do. But after reading through it after a while, and about coming on the home stretch for the last four hours, you started to get pretty close to done. It wasn't too scary. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And Samantha, what was your perspective on that? Uh, this is your second year. Uh, this is your second year being a team member. So you had a chance to experience this last year as well. Um, how did you survive the eight hours locked in the room? It was really, honestly, it was it was extremely stressful. But I feel like our team our team worked well together, and we'd kind of been in high stress situations with each other before, so we understood how to get through those. Hmm. Okay. And did your team actually have a simulation, like one Saturday where you just stayed there for eight hours and worked on stuff? Well, it wasn't eight hours, but we did do about a four- or five-hour problem statement, and we completed it. Oh, okay. So, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about on the show tonight, because, again, I consider each and every one of our guests experts, and as high school computer competition participants, you're experts in what works in the training, what works in the competition, what's fun, and how to get other people involved, because you made some decisions about getting involved, staying involved, and being winners. And so I'm going to ask you, um, one, what do your friends think about 
this whole competition thing? And how might you help spread the word so that next year, you know, your chapter could have even more people participating in the training and enjoying the experience? Samantha, I'm going to start with you first. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, actually, I do tell my friends a lot about it, and they all seem kind of excited when I tell them about it. But honestly, I don't think it's something they're interested in. I do have a few that are interested in it, and I've talked to them already about it. So. Okay. So for the people that are interested, and maybe there's someone listening in another chapter that knows someone that's interested, doesn't quite know how to approach them, what's one thought that you have that, is something that you might do and then share with another high school student in another chapter to kind of help someone who might be interested make that decision to join and participate? Well, I would just tell them that they would have to be really dedicated and that they'd have to be sure that it was what they wanted to do because if you didn't, then there would honestly be no point. So you might have a two-minute conversation with them, or would you have several conversations with them? I'd probably have a few conversations with them where I'd tell them first about my experiences and, like, how I felt about things, and then I'd ask them how they felt about things and how they thought they could see themselves fitting in with what I had already talked about doing. Great, great. And so given that, um, I used to be in a director of training, and when people talk about scenarios like that, we often call them role plays. And would you be able to, perhaps with your team members, be able to make a, a video or an audio of what that one- or two-minute conversation might sound like? That could possibly happen. Mm -hmm. Because some people might not know. I mean, you asked a, a great, you mentioned a great question you know, how, how do you see yourself in this? What are your thoughts about what I've shared? And it's kind of rolling very quickly off your tongue because you know it. And there might be someone else that enjoys the experience but doesn't quite know how to tell someone else about it. So, again, I'm sort of saying that you folks are the wise ones. Help us get the word out. So thanks, Samantha, for those thoughts. Jorian, how about yourself? Um, some of the other guests mentioned things such as a website or an announcement or a flyer or a video. What's one thing that you might be interested in doing to help get another high school student who is interested actually help them make that decision to join? I would probably start out by asking them what they would like to do and if they said they would like computer programming or something similar to BDPA, I would tell them about it, and I would let them know what you have to do in order to get into it and all the great things about it and what you can do into your future with it. So I would probably start out with talking to them maybe or giving them like a website to go to, read on the information about it, and if they have questions, I would tell them to tell me, and I would just answer them. No, okay, okay, so a one-on-one -on -one approach. That's great. Well, you know, it's been really exciting to have both of you on the show, and I'm going to ask you 
one quick question, and then if there's time, I'm going to ask you another one. And, Julian, I'm going to start with you first. Um, what advice would you give to high school students considering starting the training? What's one piece of advice? You have to be very dedicated, and you will end up getting some scholarship money if you are very dedicated to it, and if you stick with it for most of your high school life. And it'll turn out to be great in your future. Mm, terrific. And Samantha, how about yourself? What's one piece of advice that you give to a high school student who's thinking about this? That if they wanted to have friends outside of BDPA, that they would have to tell them in advance that they're already working on BDPA so there wouldn't be any conflicts with what they were doing and they wouldn't feel like they were missing out on anything. Mm. Okay. okay. And then in the remaining minute, Samantha, what's one final thought that you want to share with the audience? <clears throat> I mean, your team worked very hard, and it is phenomenal and really noteworthy that your team placed fifth in the competition. What's one thing that you think your team will be working on to sort of move up in the ranking for next year? We're probably going to just start earlier and redo, relearn all the things that we've learned and make sure that we really understand what we're doing so that if we run into a problem, we know how to fix it right away. Okay, great. And, Jorian, how about yourself? What's one thing that you think your team's going to be doing next year? Um, now, I, I heard the Detroit team say that, yes, they were going to take the first place spot. <clears throat> I didn't have a chance to circle back and what Southern Minnesota had to say about it. But um, how about your team? Yeah, again, fabulous placement this year. What do you think you're going to be working on next year? We would work on our probably more of the history of BDPA and anything that's not the programming part probably because that's not our strong part. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. And and one of the things, I mean, they always do this with football and baseball and basketball. Um, you know, they ask folks essentially what's working well and how are you going to improve. And, again, it's wonderful that you as participants and contestants um, have mentioned things like teamwork, um, fun, um, scholarships, opportunities to work together, and you're really excited about the program and what it does for you. So I want to thank you for being guests on the show and representatives of your chapter. Um, it's really great. I, I wish both of you a lot of success in the upcoming school year, and I invite you to stay tuned to the show because our final guest for tonight is Dana event and she is going to be wrapping up with the high school computer competition National Coordinator Perspective. So thank you, Julian and Samantha, for being on the show. And I'm going to bring on Dana. Okay, welcome. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Well, you know, I want to thank you for being on the show. And you've had uh, the fortune to be able to listen to a wonderful group, 10 students, from across, across the country that represent the top five uh, chapters in the competition. And before I get into sort of a little background about you, number one, I want to thank you 
for the very important role that you played in encouraging and supporting our students this year. It, it's really inspiring to go to the com to go to the conference and see all of the young people. So again, thank you for the work that you do. And I wondered, what did you think of some of the things that the, the students shared this evening? It's interesting to always hear the students' perspective of what they perceive or what they see at the competition, because um, everybody sees things from a different perspective, being from different uh, states, different areas, and also they're they also are looking at um, from a high school student's perspective, too, which is different than an adult's perspective of what's going on. So it's kind of interesting to see that come out in what they've um, and what they uh, experienced this year. Um, it was also mm -hmm. kind of interesting because it seems like there's this big secret of what happens in the competition. So um, especially on Friday when the doors are closed and nobody can get in. So I'm going to leave that as a secret. Um, <laughs> that, um, <laughs> and let the suspicion just be out there what people think really happens. But, I mean, really the kids are working hard, and it's, it's also great to hear them that, They've started to look at what, where you know, where they place with the top five, and you know, looking at what they're seeing. Where the student mentioned, they already know some of the things they need to focus on. So they've already started doing, uh, kind of the uh, regrouping to see how they can do better next year. And that's something great to see out of high school students um, that you don't necessarily always see or hear from students until they get into college and into the adult world. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think BDPA attracts, um, I, I will use the word passionate because I heard it a lot this, this uh, session, passionate high school students um, who, once they get in it and form friendships and relationships and bond as a team, they recognize that the training represents something that can really help them, um, whether it's the knowledge or the friendships or the opportunities or the scholarships, um, and it right. really can set them up for the future. So um, they are interested. Now, um, I know that you were uh, with the Boston Metro West chapter, and that you've been with BDPA for a number of years. So I wanted to just kind of orient our listeners into a little bit more about you, and I was hoping that you would share you know, what got you involved in BDPA? How did you transition to being involved in the competition? And um, how did you get to be the coordinator? So I know those are three questions, um, but you're an adult, okay. so. <laughs> so. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so sure to share with us. So I actually used to be a member when I was a college student um, with the local chapter and attended some of their membership meetings. And then once I graduated, I sort of lost touch. And, but then I ran into a couple of the uh, uh, the leaders from the local chapter and got re-involved, and they wanted somebody to help with the training. And I'm like, okay, I'll help. And next thing I know, I was uh, setting up the program for the local chapter. Uh, so we did have the team back in 2004 and 2003. We were working to put that put everything together. Um, and then shortly after that, after attending a couple of different coordinated meetings where we have, we work to look at planning the next competition. Uh, the two that were running it at that time decided they wanted to step down and wanted somebody else to 
step up and, and help out. And initially, I it was not something that I had originally said, oh, that's what I want to do or what I aspire to do. But there were some things that, you know, we knew could be improved, and I wanted to take, I give the chance at trying to make those changes and make some improvements and take it to another level. So that was part of the reason why I kind of stepped into the role that the others took. Wow. Now, you know, having having uh, interviewed, you know, again, chapter leaders, chapter presidents, national presidents, the founder of the organization, you are really touching on some core concepts here about volunteerism, BDPA, and opportunities. You stepped up to the plate. Yeah, I did. It wasn't, and it's sometimes what people in other, in other chapter leaders that may be listening to understand is that sometimes you have members that don't necessarily know they have it in them to do it, but sometimes if you just encourage them or kind of nudge them, you don't know what who you really have in your in your hands. So it's an encouragement to anybody that's listening that's working with a local chapter. You know, tap everybody on the shoulder because you just don't know who's gonna, you know, where they're gonna take your chapter. That that is great advice, and it's wonderful to hear that from a member who's become involved. Now, last night I had the opportunity um, to hear why Yvette uh, is share you know, her experiences of leadership within BDPA. And, you know, similar to what you're talking about, there were times that she was tapped on the shoulder, there were times that she stepped up, um, and she continually was involved in BDPA and looked at as a leader and really grew into those roles and um, developed at different levels, so that's it's great to hear you share that as well. What what's challenging about being a, a coordinator on a local level? The local versus national level. Local level, you have more of an opportunity to connect with the students and really build that relationship with the students and the other people that are helping you out locally. So that's really a really a key piece at the local level. Um, one of the challenges being on the local level is, you know, sometimes you, you're trying to understand, especially if you're new, trying to understand all the different pieces, trying to help your students be well-rounded enough so that they place well in the competition. So it's kind of challenging sometimes to try and make sure you've covered all the bases, uh, that your students are really grasping the information. Um, but that, that comes with it's over time. So the, the longer a chaper, uh, coordinator is doing the local level, you know, if they do it just one year, they're not going to really grasp it all initially. But if they do it, you know, a couple of years in a row, they can tend to figure out the students that they're working with and understanding what's best going to work for teaching them and getting them to to retain the information that they're trying to learn because we are teaching them a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. At mm-hmm. the national which, level. Uh, which, as the students have mentioned, they like that variety because different students, you know, kind of get excited about different things. So on the, as you were saying, on the national level. So on the national level, you're a little bit more removed from the students. Um, so where I came from the local chapter to the national level, I had to adjust not being able to interact with the students as much because you don't really see everybody until their competition time. 
and then there's so many students, you know, how do you connect with all of the students at once? It's not quite possible when you have a room full of 80 students. Um, mm-hmm. You connect with some, but not all. So that's something, adjustment that you have to make at the national level. But at the same time, you're connecting more with the coordinators. So that's kind of a different um, aspect of it. So you're more working with the adults and trying to make sure they have all the right information and that if they have any questions that you're answering them. Um, And sometimes there are new coordinators or even some that have been around for a while that may have a question, but sometimes you might have to pull the information out of them. So you have to kind of know how to work with people and kind of understand are they following, are we all on the same page. You know, does everybody have does anybody have an idea that we can implement but and how do we do it and get everybody to understand what it takes to make those changes? So it's a lot of different pieces because you're dealing more with the coordinators from the adult perspective, which is also it's also rewarding in and of itself because you build friendships mm-hmm. from that and and then you you just don't realize who you connect with and how you connect with them and what that could bring for the future. Now, I'm wondering, just tactically speaking, do you have a special website or some kind of online communication process, uh, maybe a group site just for coordinators? So if someone out there listening was interested in being a coordinator, is there a way for them to be part of a communication network? Um, Right now we have the Yahoo group, which I know we've been using just for the coordinators of making sure they are up to date with all any of the things that are going on. Um, I know there's uh, Facebook pages that we have, and uh, there's stuff on the DDPA website if people have questions that they can, um, you know, contact that way. And the email address that we I use is hscc at bdpa.org. So if people have questions or uh, stuff like that, they can uh, use those channels. Oh, excellent. Okay, so Facebook, Yahoo groups, BDPA website, and then a dedicated email, hscc at bdpa.org. That that makes sense. So uh, two things. One is let's say that chapters, you know, have a group, a high school computer competition group, but they're really interested in increasing the level of success. And I know that success can have multiple definitions as defined by the coordinators, many of whom have been on the show, and as defined by the high school students themselves, as we've heard tonight. But let's say a chapter wants to increase their level of success with their high school computer competition team. What are some pieces pieces of advice or best practices that you would recommend given the fact that you're a BDPA member, you've been a coordinator, and now for several years you've been a national coordinator? Um, one of the things is uh, start early. Um, you know, if you can start in January or maybe in bef- maybe even before January, but January I think is key. The sooner you start to um, work with your students, the better. You give them more time to understand all the information. Now, as you've actually heard from some of the students that when they first started, they weren't sure or they looked at the information and they're like, well, I don't know if I want to stay. They don't have enough time to really, if you start too late, then, you know, they don't have enough time to grasp the information because there's a lot of information we're giving them and we're trying to give them a lot. So you want to give them time. The other key piece is having 
committed, dedicated volunteers to work with you. It's not something that you can do by yourself. Um, so if you have a, a team of people to work with you, because even though I'm the national coordinator, there's no way I would be able to pull any of this off without the team of people I have um, that work with me at the competition every year and throughout the year. So you need a core team of people that are, are just as passionate as you are to actually make it work. If you have the passionate people, the students, as you have heard, see that, and they in turn pick up on that passion, and then that helps drive working towards keeping, you know, learning the information and really wanting to push to do well. Oh, okay, okay, that 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 makes sense. Now, I tossed out a challenge tonight, and I didn't ask anyone's permission, so I may get yelled at tomorrow. <laughs> but one of the, in, in listening, in listening uh, to the students. And again, I'm I'm positioning them as the experts. They're our customer as well as our product to a certain degree, as well as really our champions. Um, they're they're the face of the program. Um, and I asked them to identify ways that they could help share the benefits of the training and the competition to their peers. And I was very curious to get some of your thoughts on my challenge as well as their responses. And I, I welcome, you know, differing points of view, so feel free to, you know, really share what you're thinking. Um, I, I, I like the challenge. Um, it would be interesting to see what the students uh, come up with, um, especially the ones that are on this call. Take it back to their teams. You know, what can you come up with to – Decide, um, you know, to how you're going to how you're going to communicate to other people in your area because you might be able to put it somewhere on like YouTube or something and it spreads out somewhere else and people who you never even thought of see it but are in your area. So I think it's a great challenge for them to try and um, come up with something. I know in the past there have been other teams that have done their own little commercial. Uh, when they're using things to talk to a corporate sponsor. So I think it's an awesome challenge. Is there a way for um, you to find out if other chapters and or other students are interested in participating in the challenge? I mean, I can post something to um, the Yahoo group for the coordinators and let them know that, you know, that, you, know you put a challenge out there and you'd be... Uh, willing to see, you know, see what people will come up with. The question I would okay. have is that how do they get that information back to you or how do you want to process that stuff? That would be the question. Okay. Um, what, what, I would do, do, uh, what I would do is ask people to respond. I'll, I'll create something for you and send you an email, and I would ask uh, students to respond and some, send something in to iRadio at BETF.org. What I would do is probably also try to identify a student that is interested in setting up a special web page to display some of the things. So I know um, Milt Hain manages uh, part of the BDPA website. And so I would coordinate with some of our resources. Um, but I really would want what the students are able to produce 
And um, I would say as part of the reward, the students who come up with some ideas would be interviewed on the show and have an opportunity to showcase what they've come up with. Um, because EDPA and the high school computer competition sort of continues to be a secret, um, something that people discover but not enough people know about. And given all of the hard work that is committed to um, BDPA and specifically the high school computer competition, I'd love for, you know, additional people to be able to take advantage of it. Well, you know what, I, I wanted to just kind of make a connection. I mean, all of our volunteers have lives outside of volunteering for BDPA. And I know that you shared with me through email that you are a business analyst with Phillips. And one of my questions was, how do you juggle work, <laughs> life, and BDPA? <laughs> what's your secret? What's your what's your best practice? <laughs> um, besides lack of sleep. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, sleep deprivation. It's not healthy, but it's a reality. Okay. I've made a note of that. It's reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I think what really helps is just the because I I I like what I'm doing with BDPA that even those times when I really want to fall asleep but I know I have stuff to do, I still push through it. Um, but the key is trying, to, is trying to manage when things are done. So there are times during the year where it's more crunch time than it is the rest of the year. So, um, like for, for instance, there are forms that the teams have to send in. When I initially started, I mean, May, June, and July are my heaviest months of keeping everything straight. So... The first year, I, I probably slept for like four days after the conference, trying to, you know, get oh everything. But now, but now because I figured out ways to help the teams help me keep things spread out, so I'm not so wiped out by the time the conference hits. That, you know, that's how I've kind of had to work with it. So I looked at different things that they could help, which also helps them because they get bonus points if they turn their stuff in on time. Because they turn it in on time, I set it up in the schedule so that. I have, I can, you know, I get the points by a certain date. I can process through whatever information I need. I know what I, you know, I have it mapped out. So mapping out a schedule is, is the key, though. Scheduling things that you know happen year after year are, are what I've had to be able to lay out in order to keep things straight, planning. That's, that's, that's really powerful because I think at some point all volunteers struggle with that work volunteer life balance <laughs> and um, the concept of planning, mapping out a schedule, and then kind of looking for the patterns is a good takeaway. Now, I'm looking at my switchboard, and before we close out tonight, I'm noticing that a few people are still on the line. I see that Michael Wolf, who was a guest yesterday, is on the line, but Daniel Shepard, um, who was one of our guests from the first place Southern Minnesota team is still on the line, and that Samantha and Jorian from the Twin Cities are still on the line. So I'm going to open up the line just for a moment to see, and I'm first going to check in with Michael. Michael, are you there? I may be putting you on the spot. Yes, yes so, Fran, I'm here. There? 
Okay, great. And so uh, Dana is also on the line as well. And I just wanted to get some feedback from you and, and really just have sort of a quick chat between the two of you in terms of what have you heard tonight, Michael, and what's one thing that, you know, you'd like to share or reinforce based on what you've heard? Um, what I've heard from, it seems like from most of the students is they all have the uh, individual drive and determination to succeed. Um, as we've heard from each of the, the cities, they've all exhibited um, the ability to want to, to grow and learn and uh, climb as high as they can and then beyond. Um, the other thing that I kind of interpreted here was, you know, this seems like the cool place to be. If you're in a technology, you know, BDPA is it. It's a place where you can be yourself. It's a safe place. Um, you know, there's a lot of people there to support you. It sounds like um, hearing from each of the chapters that there's strong parent and volunteer support. I think, Fran, you even used uh, the term significant amount of volunteer uh, work here. So um, uh, getting back to one thing that I think you started the, the program with is, you know, this, this is an un, uh, unheard of opportunity for kids to really take advantage of and do some things that directly affect their future, that will elevate them beyond, um, you know, wildest possibilities in some cases. So I think it's an awesome program. And so as the national coordinator, what are some of your thoughts? You know, I mean, Michael's just shared what he heard. So it's, having the volunteers is key. Um, and even here in the Boston area, um, we're working on with the local chapter, getting the word out to more people because because I've been with the program and I've been at the national level and I see the impact that some of the other chapters have. You know, it, it is like, you know, the best kept secret in the U.S. right now. And getting the word out to everybody is what we really have to work on all over the U.S. Because there's a lot that we have to offer that's different from other organizations that are out there. We just have to let people know and, and, and bring up the interest. Um, but it's been really good hearing from the students. Um, like I mentioned before, being at the national level, you don't get to connect with a lot of the students because there's so much going on. Um, so it was kind of good to hear their perspective, see where they're coming from, and hearing their passion for it. Because that also drives me as a national quarter and also drives their local coordinators um, to continue what they're doing. Because, uh, you know, giving up a Saturday or any other time that you give up to work with the students, you know, there may be times you want to do something else, but when you know your students are passionate and want to learn and want to do it, you know, giving up whatever that is, whether it's an extra hour of sleep, um, it makes it worth it because you know the students really want it. And that's the key. Um, and, and it was wow. just to hear that from the students tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I'm just going to bring a few of the students back on briefly before we close out the show. I'm going to turn on the mic of Daniel Shepard again. Uh, Daniel was with the first place uh, team, Southern Minnesota. And Daniel, um, when we spoke, I hadn't made the challenge. <laughs> so what I'm wondering is um, what are some of your thoughts about students creating ways to get the word out to other students? Leveraging social network, Facebook and Twitter are some of the ways, as well as uh, just 
maybe telling it to or just telling a friend as well. Great. So it's just the personal one-on-one. Excellent. Good. Good. And having heard from the national coordinator, some of the things that gets her excited is understanding how passionate the students are. What is there something that you'd like to share or reinforce from your earlier comments? Because volunteers really do thrive on your success and your energy. Yeah, uh, passion is a big part of it. I I just love the programming and the and the quiz and just competing. Well, good. Well, there's going to be more of that. So <laughs> that's great. That's great. And let me just bring in Jorian and Samantha, and then we're going to have some final comments um, from our national coordinator. Jorian, are you still online? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So, um, again, you heard the national coordinator say that what the students, unfortunately, she doesn't get to be as connected with the students throughout the year. And then on the during the competition, she sees all 80 of you. Um, and it's been really rewarding to be able to hear what gets you excited. Any, Ella, if, if you had one thought that you wanted to share with the national coordinator who works with all of the high school high school student coordinators, what would that be? I really can't think of anything right now. Okay, okay, fair enough. I mean, you, you shared some great thoughts about why you got involved, what makes you excited, what you like about the program, and I know that um, she had an opportunity to hear those, so um, that's good. And how about Samantha? Is there anything that you'd like to share with the National Coordinator before we sign off for tonight? I thought that everything went really well. This, I, I just thought it was like, it just went well this year. The, the entire conference as a whole. Oh, conference as a whole, okay. So it's not only being part of the competition, but having a chance, um, I know someone said, to, to be at the banquet. Um, did you have a chance to go to the career conference? The career yes. expo? Okay. Did you pick up some of the goodies that all the sponsors had? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are some good things there, um, so that's good. Okay. Well, great. Well, I want to thank Daniel, Jorian, and Samantha for staying on the line, and Michael, thanks for joining us briefly to share some thoughts. Um, as we close out, I'm just going to put the mic back uh, with our national coordinator, and I'm going to just have you share some final thoughts. You know, we have some sponsors that listen to the show later. And I'm wondering if you have a thought to share with the sponsors. Okay, so for the sponsors, I would the, the support is is helpful, is key. You have the volunteer support. It's just another piece of the pie that helps make everything work. Local sponsors help the local chapter be able to put on a program and get the students to where they need to be and have equipment to train. Um, and then at the national level, we've had some sponsors over the years that have just been, you know, awesome to have because if it weren't for them, you know, things would not work as well as they have. So for the sponsors, it's a, it's a big thank you to the ones that have been 
sponsoring and to those who are on the fence, you know, it's worth whatever amount they can give to see students and help build the students who are our future to move into the different technology areas and also to become, you know, employees of their companies in the future. So it's 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 well worth the effort, you know the effort and whatever amount they can give, even if it's just offering people to help do different parts. Um, if they can't do money, people, volunteers, you know, find a way to help support the local team is what I would say, and also at the national level. Wow, and also That's the scholarships. Right, right. The scholarships do make a difference, and again, we've had a number of people that um, find the scholarships extremely motivating. Um, it, it is a measure of their success, and it's an element that helps them move forward into their college years. So I want to thank everyone for being on the show tonight. We're going to close out. I am going to take a moment to list all of our guests tonight um, joining us. From the Southern Minnesota First Place Chapter was Adwait Walende and Daniel Shepard. Adwait is a college freshman, and Daniel is going into the 11th grade this fall. Um, from the Detroit Chapter, who placed second place, we had Austin Little and Daniel Rothschild. From the Columbus, Ohio Chapter, who was third place this year, we had Jacob Wilson and Wesley Walker. From the Atlanta chapter, who placed fourth this year, we had Sung Hing Tang and Yash Rash. From the fifth place chapter, which was Twin Cities, Minnesota, we had Jorian Wolf and Samantha Spears. And last, and certainly to pull it all together and to share her perspectives on what the students said and provide us some insight on how the local coordinators can be supported, how the sponsors can really get value from the competition and BDPA, and also to give us some insight on what she does as the National High School Computer Competition Coordinator with Luna Sturdivant from the Boston Metro West Chapter. So I'm Fran McNeil, BDPA Internet Radio show host. I want to Thank you for joining us for this special edition. It was a little longer than our regular show, and the reason was that we wanted to highlight the high school students and show the wisdom, the passion, the expertise, the determination, and the fact that BDPA does provide opportunities to take people from the classroom to the boardroom. I invite you to join us tomorrow night which is Thursday, August the 25th, because we will have a second special edition show, and it will focus on the Youth Technology Conference. And there will be a number of youth from chapters all across the country who will be sharing their perspectives on the Youth Technology Conference. And James Zetta James will join us as the coordinator of that conference. So have a great evening and join us here tomorrow at www.blogtalkradio.com slash bbpa. Have a great evening.
BDTAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.